Radio MD. RadioMD.com. The world's preeminent talk radio portal. All about your health. And now here's Melanie Cole, MS, host of Staying Well. Well, you know, we're such list makers, we women. And being almost of a certain age myself, if I could tell my 25-year-old self things that I really thought that they should know by that age, I would make up my own list. And we're talking about 10 things every woman should know by the age of 25. My guest is a writer for Cosmopolitan.com, Anna Breslau, and she's a blogger. Welcome to the show, Anna. Things thank every you. woman should Thanks know by 25. <laughs> well, thank you. So first, let me ask you how old you are. I am 27. Okay. I just turned so, 27, uh, yeah. Okay, so I'm going on the premise that I'm just about twice your age. Well, not quite. Okay. So (laughs) I would like to talk about what you think every woman should know by 25, and I'm going to kind of compare it with what I think every woman should know by 25. So tell me what you think are the most important couple of things to begin. Uh, Well, I mean, I can't, I don't have my list in front of me, (laughs) but um, uh, I think a lot of it is sort of, Without getting too specific, because I don't have, obviously, the list in front of me right now, it was sort of understand that you are worth being treated well, not just by, you know, your boyfriend or your girlfriend or whoever you're interested in, but at work, know your know your own value, um, don't, like, don't underestimate what you're capable of, have respect for yourself, which I feel like a lot of, I, I certainly, you know... I went through, like, an early 20s phase of just sort of only dating people who didn't treat me well, only having jobs that took advantage of me, and sort of just not feeling like I expected anything better. Um, so I think that's a big one. And take, you learning how to take care of yourself sort of emotionally as well as, like, physically. and um, Just general things that you sort of have to learn the hard way a lot of the time, I think. Okay, well, I have a list of yours in front of me. Okay. And you say get Clarisonic. Yeah, what does that's that mean? a big one. <laughs> that okay? So Clarisonic is this. I love that this is suddenly going to turn into a commercial. But these people are not paying me. Um, I kind of wish they would send me free stuff, but they hadn't. Uh, so I had really bad skin for a while. Actually, all the myself and my my sister, who's also she's twenty three. Um, we both have had really bad skin for a while, for a long time, all through our teens, and so. Clarisonic is basically like an electric toothbrush for your face. Um, it washes your face, I think, five times better than you do with your hands or something like that. Um, and my skin, I really can't talk it up enough. Like, my skin cleared up immediately after I started using it. Like, once every couple days. I guess it depends on your skin type, but, like, once every few, depending, you know, you have to, I guess, just ask your dermatologist about it, but it's it's just easier than having to deal with skin problems after they've already happened to just preventative, to, like, do it, just wash your face like that preventatively. Okay. So basically what that is is just is washing your face, taking care of your skin. Now, mm-hmm. another one that you say is cut the social fat. Yep. Yeah. What's that um, Well, in, I think in your early 20s, you're still used to going, sort of going out every night and you're, you're bought, you know, you're still feel like maybe sort of weirdly obligated because you're young to do that. And a lot of the people that you, you sort of hang on to people you knew maybe in college or maybe even in high school who are just sort of party friends, they're like surface friends. 
if that makes any sense, you don't really talk to, like, they're not the people you would call if you really wanted to have a conversation. They're sort of the people who you're like, well, my best friend's busy and my other best friend's busy and this person's busy, so I'll just go drinking with so-and-so because she's around. And I think that eventually becomes, I mean, obviously it's just exhausting to go out all the time like that, and I, nobody can keep it up and, like, just sort of have every area of their life remain, like, at the same quality. (laughs) Um, But those friends are just not, it gets to a point where you get busy and you have to focus on yourself and focus on what you're doing and not just sort of go out and see people just to see them. It has to be... Okay, so I'm jumping in here because I'll tell you what, Anna, you know, I think that one that where you might have been trying to go with this and where you're what you're talking about can also be added in that toxic friends, friends that either too much or friends Mm -hmm. that are a social drag or friends that constantly lay all their crap on you or never Mm -hmm. build you up or are never happy for your successes, toxicity mm-hmm. in friendship. And if I could give advice to someone such as you or other girls in your age group, I would say you need to look at those toxic friendships and decide if they are really worth hanging on to because in 20 years from then, if you've still got that friend, you're going to be kicking yourself saying, well, now it's kind of too late because I've been friends with this person right. for 30 years. So there's all those kinds of things. And you also mentioned worrying. And I would love to say to you that that is a wonderful thing that you should know by 25 is not to worry. But I have to tell you, it gets worse as you get older. And especially once you have children, Mm -hmm. you know, so don't worry now when you're in your 20s. Worry about your health a little. Take care of your health. But don't worry because you'll worry plenty when you're in Mm -hmm. your 30s and your 40s. You know, Mm -hmm. now you also mentioned about um, dating a type of guy you never would have dated. I love that one. Speak about that. Um, okay. Well, I think everyone has, has certain patterns with dating that they, or not everybody, but, you know, like in degree, varying degrees it could be extreme, but um, of sort of being attracted to a really specific personality type or a really specific physical type or then you just know instantly and that is sort of what you except as, like, the only real way of getting into a relationship or liking somebody is when it happens instantly just because they meet a set, certain set of, like, really specific physical standards or they treat you a certain way or whatever it is. But just trying to sort of get... I mean, obviously, if you're still single, it hasn't been working for you, which is the case for me. Um, and just realizing that there are a lot of sort of different... You don't have to be so selective, so narrow. And I'm the last person who would be like, well, settle, everybody. It's not about settling. It's about sort of becoming aware that there are, there are, you don't, I w- okay, well, in my situation, let's just, you know, give you, give you a specific thing. I was going for basically people who were the same kind of intelligent as I was, like book smart and like witty and blah, 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 but not necessarily like academic or whatever, you know, a very specific kind of personality type. When I, what I should have actually been doing is looking for someone who was different, like a smart in a different way. But I just was never attracted to like a, that specific kind of person who maybe would have, would have fit better with my own personality. But now I sort of have realized that, you know, through trial and error. And I'm with somebody now, or not with some, you know, we're dating. But we've been dating for a while, and he's like completely different than whoever what I what I thought I would be. 
So think outside the box, really. And I completely and 100% agree with you because I dated all these big kind of muscly guys and these guys that always kept me wondering, you know. And then I met my husband and I've been married for 20 years and he's really a great guy, but not exactly anything that I was dating, really. So looking outside the box. And the last one that I really like, we don't have a whole lot of time. You said know when your period is coming. And I want to add to that one, Anna, about just your general health. Don't think that you're immortal when you're in your 20s. You say not yeah. know when your period is coming. Make sure you know so that you're mm-hmm. not worried about getting pregnant and all of these things. Speak about that. We only have about 30 seconds. Oh, um, I just think it just, it, it's just so much added stress if you say have unprotected sex and then it's just it's just so much better if you just at least if you're gonna plan on anything or if you're gonna like schedule anything or mark something down on your calendar one thing I feel like that's the thing and just like use condoms like for the love of God that just it's hard enough to be in your twenties that makes it so much harder if you if you don't plan ahead about that stuff for so many reasons well, I mean certainly, like the worrying thing for one thing you know it is it is it's great advice and it's something that you know all women in their 20s really need to know and for God's sake if you go through a breakup do not drunk dial do not drunk text don't text and drive oh my gosh I'm going to come up with my own list and then y'all can talk to me about it this is Melanie Cole you're listening to Radio MD remember you can like us on Facebook follow us on Twitter at your Radio MD stay well <laughs>